Welcome to another In Conference with Michael Jackson here on your favorite podcast platform. This is cliffcentral.com, and this show is where you get to meet the people I'm lucky enough to meet on my travels around the planet as a professional conference speaker. I'm always looking for people on stage or in my work life who really have inspired me so that you can get something from them as well. And it's taken me a long time to get the lady that I'm about to introduce you to Onto the show, I'm delighted that she's here today with us, though, as well. She's one of the busiest conference organizers or professional conference organizers, PCOs on the planet. She's also a speaker. She's done some amazing things. She's won some amazing awards. Homegrown South African talent. Let me introduce you to Lee Denhont from the company Blue Platinum. Now, I've been a client of theirs because I've been booked by some of their conferences on behalf of some of the best and biggest companies around. And I also got to know Lee as a human being, was amazed that she recently climbed Everest as a novice climber and summited. There's a whole story in there as well. Let me not tell you about it. Let's get the lady herself to tell you about it. Lee, a joy to have you on the show. How are you? Thank you, Michael. What a fantastic introduction. I really, really appreciate it, and it's fantastic to be on your show. Thank you very much. Let's talk Blue Platinum first, because as one of South Africa's, if not the region's, top professional conference organizers, you've built a business, again from being a novice in the industry, over time into being an absolute outright winner. And I'm I'm absolutely convinced you're, you're top two, if not the top conference organizer in this country. How did that happen? Thank you, Michael. You're saying so many amazing things. Thank you very much. Blue Platinum Events actually started 16 and a half years ago. Um, it is an incredible story because I started the company with 391 rand in my pocket, and we've really grown to a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, company. We're based in Johannesburg. We do events all over South Africa. We do international events. Um, it's quite interesting because my biggest client 17 year, nearly 17 years ago is still my biggest client today, so it really is the emphasis on strong strong relationships. But um, I've got a team of phenomenal project managers. They're exceptionally passionate about what they do. And we always strive to do groundbreaking things. We want to do the things that haven't been done before. We want to make it a mind-blowing guest experience. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we love what we do. Passion drives us. Uh, the creative vision of this company is incredible. We strive for excellence in everything we do. And so far, so great. The journey continues. Well, I can only echo what you're saying. I mean, I'm writing a book myself at the moment called Build a Better Conference, and I could use many of the events that you do as test cases for exactly what you ought to do. I mean, but why eventing? How did you get into that originally, Lee? Michael, I was in the sports industry before event management. I was very fortunate to work for Adidas, and after Adidas, I worked for Nike in their marketing departments, being involved in their in their great sporting events. And uh, then I did a short stint in New York City when I was 30 years old, and when I got back from New York, I had an opportunity to start an event management uh, company as a standalone company, but in an advertising agency, and uh, had access to their clients, which was really great. And that's where it all started, which was 16 and a half years ago. You have this kind of strength that just delivers excellence in everything that you do. I mean, am I correct in saying you were the South African Businesswoman of the Year last year in the entrepreneurial category? Yes. Yes, very exciting. We're very proud of that. So from novice to expert, and that's also something that you put into practice when you went out to climb Everest a couple of years ago. I did. I really, really did. It was three years ago, and as a novice climber, I, should I say, I've climbed one mountain in my life, which was Kilimanjaro. Big difference with Kilimanjaro and Everest. Kilimanjaro is four days, 
to the top and two days down. And Everest is two months to summit and to stand on top of the world. Where did that idea come from, Lee? Michael, I always challenge myself. I am a, I'm a sports person. I've done some really big endurance events. And it was in 2012 that I was sitting on the couch thinking to myself, what's my next sporting event? What's the next big thing I want to do in my life? And I thought about Base Camp Everest. And I sat there thinking, but why go to Base Camp when you can go right to the top of that incredible mountain? And uh, that's when I made the decision that I was going to attempt to summit Mount Everest. Completely naive and completely ignorant, I actually went to work on the Monday. I went onto Google and I put into Google, how do I climb? Mount Everest, and that's when it came to the fall that it would take me two months on that mountain. But I truly believe that nothing is impossible. If you put your mind towards something, there's nothing in this life that we cannot achieve. I love that slogan of yours, nothing is impossible. And for everyone listening to this podcast right now, nothing is impossible is a phrase that sums up Lee Denhont perfectly. I mean, look, setting yourself a personal challenge like that too, standing in that rarefied atmosphere, very few people have done it successfully. You've survived. We've seen the recent Everest season with deaths on the mountain again. I mean, you also made a conscious decision. When I heard that you were thinking of doing this, I was kind of intrigued because to walk away from your own business for two months to go and do that must have also been a hell of a decision that you made within yourself because I know you're a perfectionist workaholic. Whatever you do, you turn to excellence. Why did you make that decision or how easy was it to do it? Michael, I, I made a decision to climb Mount Everest. When I found out that it was going to take me two months, it was a big decision to say, do I step out of running my company for a two-month period, which for anybody running the company, uh, I think all entrepreneurs are very hands-on. They're very involved, and it's, 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 it always remains their responsibility. I always say running your business, it starts with you and it ends with you. But then I looked at my life, and I thought to myself, if I live to the age of 75 years old, as an example, and I take eight weeks out of my life to do something that would change my life forever, it was a no-brainer as to why I was going to do that mountain. And when I stepped onto that mountain, I'll never forget, it took me 11 days to get back to base camp. And I had my phone in my hand, and I looked to the top of the world, and I switched my phone off because I realized if I was going to reach that goal, there was no way I could plug into the day-to-day happenings of what was happening in my company. And a great lesson for me is just to trust. You know, when you've built a business for so many years, and to step out of it, to let go of the control, to, to empower your people to run it, to return to South Africa, to realize it's run, it's run well. They won pitches. It was amazing. It was a wonderful feeling to know that your company has credentials and it has traction, if I could use that word. I love that. Now, traction is something that drives you as well, because when you went out to climb the Mount Everest in its own right, you decided that you'd do it from a charitable point of view. I think many South Africans who are listening to this podcast right now, if not the rest of the people around the world, may well have seen that footage of you, carte blanche, the TV series here, the the, the actuality program, covered your journey because you set out to make it a constructive journey, although it was a journey of personal excellence and a personal challenge, you had put a community spirit behind it. Just remind us of that one more time, if you will. Absolutely. When uh, when it came to the four, two incredible facts about Everest, number one, how long it would take to do that mountain, which was two months. And then also the personal cost. It cost me in my personal capacity 600,000 rand for this personal adventure. And I thought if I'm going to spend that kind of money to be able to sit around a dinner table to say to my friends, guys, I made it to the top of the world. I thought I've got to do this for a reason. I've got to do it for a cause and I've got to do it for something way greater than me. And I sat with a friend of mine one day and I said, you know what, I'm going to the top of the world. Who in South Africa would be the poorest of the poor? Who needs raising money, raising awareness? 
And she said to me, there's an incredible group of children near the Hattabiesburg Dam. And I started to meet them, Michael. I went up in November 2012, and I'll never forget, I met a nine-year-old little boy taking care of his five-year-old sister. And I said to Sylvia, who was the uh, social worker with me, I said, Sylvia, who's taking care of these children? And she said to me, Lee, whoever will be kind to them. And I knew that day that I was going to climb Mount Everest to raise money to to build either a center, a clinic, or an orphanage, or something for these children. And carte blanche were amazing. They got behind me. I started training with the children. These children all signed the South African flag. And my vision and my great initiative was to take the South African flag to the top of the world. We raised money, which was incredible. And on the 5th of December last year, we actually opened a children's center called the Field of Dreams Children's Center, which is literally 100 meters away from where these children live. And uh, so, yeah, that for me, essentially, Michael, was my true summit. So how much did you ultimately raise uh 1.3 million rand wow that is yeah. remarkable and that's the spirit of lee den hunt i mean that's why you're a guest on the show because you're just absolutely bloody amazing um, <laughs> thank you michael the, thank v- you. the view afterwards the view from the top of the world now that you're down on terra firma here at sea level or slightly above in johannesburg's elevation how does it feel now what changed for you lee now that you've uh- summited now that I've summited, I, I made a decision on that, mu- on that mountain, Michael, that I want to live a life that's extraordinary and a life that makes a difference in the lives of others. And I always knew that after Everest, the next adventure in my life would find me. And it did. It found me on the 4th of February this year. I was flying down on a small aeroplane to Peter Maritzburg. I was going down to do a motivational talk. And I was going to a very small the small in-flight magazine. And they were advertising books and movies. And there was a book in there called Heat, written by Ronald Fiennes, the great adventurer and the great explorer. And I've made a decision and I've entered the race. I'm going to be, it's known as the toughest foot race in the world. I'm running it next year in Morocco, in the Sahara Desert. It's, uh, you're completely unassisted and unsupported. And it's a seven day race. The temperatures go as high as 50 degrees in the day, as low as minus 14 at night. I'm taking that same South African flag that was signed by those incredible children that went to one of the coldest places, the top of Everest. I'm taking it to one of the hottest places. I'm going to run across that finish line. I want to raise the money to build a clinic for these children. Um, so the journey in my life continues. And that is what Everest did for me. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. My greatest challenge has ended up being my greatest gift in my life, Michael. That is extraordinary. Where do people follow the forthcoming journey, Lee? How do they find you? We're actually busy putting a a complete publicity program together. So it should be out literally in the next 10 to 14 days. I'm going to go big with social media and people can follow it. They can support. They can donate. And I really want them to be a part of this race, part of the journey, and to build a clinic for these kids. That's extraordinary. So have you got the website domain registered already? Uh, yes. Uh, no, I've got the one for the Children's Centre, but not this. It's all happening in the next 10 to 14 days. I'll all right. send that so to you. We're definitely going to promote that here on Cliff Central and, and talk to you about that as well. Um, kind of remarkable. I mean, when you, you know, when you think of what you do, I travel the world speaking at events. And I mean, I, I'm aware that in the last three weeks, you've done something like 18 international flights with your business. Where have you been? Um, I've done 18 flights in eight weeks and 10 of them international. I went to Dubai. We did an amazing event for Mercedes-Benz being their dealer of the year, which was fantastic. I had the opportunity in New York City to work on an event. I did two inspirational talks there. I went to Austria also for Mercedes-Benz. And then my most special trip was going back to Nepal after three years after summiting Everest. I actually went with my mom and we went walking in the Himalayas, which was just such a gift to share that experience with her. And the other flights were all local for work doing events around South Africa. Wow, that is amazing. And I must stress, by the way, when when Lee talks about raising money for charity, none of her costs come out of the charity. 
It goes 100% when you get involved in supporting any of her activities whatsoever. She funds her own lifestyle, which I think is absolutely superb. Nothing is impossible. I guess that's what sums it up, Lee, really, isn't it? 100%. Michael, we've got one life. You've got to make it count. And nothing, nothing in this life is impossible. So for people listening to this podcast right now thinking, man, this lady sounds extraordinary, which you are, do we remind them that you and I are both just ordinary people living our passion and living our dreams? What, what do you tell people to make them get off their own couch? Time waits, time waits for nobody, and you've got to make a decision. The power of now, you've got to do it right now. And I, I really believe, Michael, if, if something in your life is important enough, you will make the time, you'll make the sacrifice, and you'll make it happen. I believe in your life. If your purpose is greater than your challenge, there's absolutely nothing you can't do. There's no finish line you can't cross. There's no race you can run. And this is not just about endurance events. This is day-to-day life. It's the big things and it's the small things. You know, if you put your head down, you roll up your sleeves, and if it's important enough to you, there's nothing, nothing that you can't make happen. Or as Confucius said, the journey of a million miles begins with your first step. You've absolutely. got to take the step, Love though, that. haven't you? Absolutely. Wow. So you've been listening to the words of Lee Denhont. She's an, I didn't really mention either that she's a conference speaker. We kind of segued that in. Inspirational, uh, just thrivational, driving the planet forward. An ordinary person like you and I doing extraordinary things. I mean, Lee, I'm, I'm blown away. I, I sit and watch you. I follow you on Facebook. I follow you on Google. Go and Google Lee Denhont, by the way. That's always the acid test. You can find out where she is. Look at Blue Platinum Events. This is just an extraordinary human being doing some really cool things because of a belief. I mean, we're running out of time. Lee, give me a final word for my, my listeners on this podcast right now. You know, inspiring you, getting me off that couch. Lee, one more thing. What do we do? Michael, if I could leave with your listeners is make a decision right now, right now in this moment. Don't wait. Don't wait for five o'clock today. Don't wait for tomorrow morning. Look at your life. See where you want to be. See where you don't want to be and make that decision right now. Ask yourself the question, is it important enough for me to make that change, to move forward, to change my life, to cross my personal finish line? Only you can answer that and do what it takes. Do what it takes. I always say this, is that God gives you potential. That's his gift to you. What you do with that is your gift to him. Don't waste time. Make it count and do it right now. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me on your show. Thank you for the wonderful introduction and all the amazing things you've said about me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're more than welcome. And we're having you on again, and we're going to talk the Moroccan thing, and we're going to follow it all up because that is just absolutely amazing. That's the caliber of person you meet on this program. That's in conference with Michael Jackson. It's a delight that this is a podcast because you know what you can do? You can replay the words of Lee Denhont over and over again. Take that step. Do something constructive. And Lee, in closing, thank you so much for being my guest. Wow, that's why I do this program. I just love people like you, and it's a privilege knowing you from me and my guest. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the next podcast. Wow, what a pleasure. Thanks, Michael. You're awesome. And we're out. That's brilliant, love. Thank awesome. you, thank you, thank you. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.